Welcome to Road to Billions Podcast, the mentality of an entrepreneur. With your host, Moise Bertrand. But it is your host, Moise Bertrand, Road to Billions Podcast. It's been an amazing journey, guys, and I appreciate every last one of you guys for listening and tuning in on the podcast, on the episode, like always. Um, from everybody who's been listening to the last episodes, you've been keeping up with, with you know, the information I've been giving you guys, the business credit, the real estate, um, just living in the now. Make sure you check out these episodes because a lot of people have been giving me some great feedback. And I just want you guys to also just take a listen and stuff like that for the betterment of the podcast. You get me? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just washing clothes, man. I had to put the dryer just now on pause because it'll just keep messing with the, you know, the whole sensitivity to the mic. You can really hear every last spin so, you know, I decided to just cut it off for a little bit. So this podcast is going to go fairly quickly, but the point isn't going to be is going to be short. You gave me the point is going to go further than you expected it to, better than what you expected it to, but I'm going to try to concise everything in one little small podcast episode, if that makes sense. So I just want to let you guys know, sometimes not every blessing comes in a physical form, Right. Um, I tell people all the time, like, you have to be on the lookout for opportunities. You have to be, you have to keep your eyes peeled back. You have to keep your your ears open. Um, and what do I mean by that? So I was buying this property recently, and the deal fell through, right? I'm talking about the 26th of September. I was supposed to close. I was so happy. I was so excited. But, you know, this property gave me a, a bit of a, like, headache before I even, before I even got to the closing, right? I just stood in sign, but... All the things that happened before this, it was already hectic. Every time I buy a property, I mean, it's smooth. It's like one, two, three. It's like so easy. But for this property here, it taught me a little bit about a little bit more due diligence. I'm not going to lie to you. But it also taught me that not every blessing is going to come in a physical form. You get me? I thought the I thought this property here was a blessing, right? It was another city. It was, it was so cheap. And a lot of people get um, frightened when they hear cheap, when they hear... Um, out-of-state investors. But for me, I look at it like an opportunity that other people don't want, right? So I took the opportunity to go ahead and put this house on the contract. I put a deposit down to earnest. And, you know, it was just a lot of back and forth, right? So the title agency where I was supposed to be closing it at, they needed additional paperwork for whatever reason. I don't know. So we sent them something called an addendum, and it's like a change of a contract. They were just saying some things were error, names, all, all this other stuff. Cool. We got that submitted to them. Then the insurance that I initially had ended up calling me like a few days before I was supposed to close initially and said, hey, listen, we can't close right now because the insurance that you um, got a policy for for this property, we don't cover it. We don't have windstorm insurance. So your lender is requesting that to be one of the insurance requirements, and we can't fulfill that right now. So you got to find another insurance. So now I don't have an insurance, right? And I already put the earnest money down. And I got to go ahead and let the title and seller know, hey, listen, we're going to be backed up a little bit because I got to go ahead and find another insurance company. I'm literally on the same day, I'm emailing all insurances and I asked the lender, hey, do you have another insurance company? He was like, yeah, we work with this company, email them. So I emailed them and they went ahead and got back to me fairly quickly. And I was explaining the situation to them and say, yeah, we can help you. And they charged me double, right? They charged me double. But they said that if I sell the property before a year, I could get pretty much that reimbursement back. That double was for the whole year, and I couldn't even pay it per month. It was like you got to drop it at the closing. So that was another red flag. I was like, damn, I got to spend more money. You feel me? And the third one was initially the subfloor, the flooring where you obviously walk around. 
it was a bit soft. And I dealt with situations like that where properties had soft flooring, you know, it was a foundational thing or probably just a little bit of um, rotten wood. But you wouldn't really know until you pull the floor. So, you know, I had my investor, I had my contractor go ahead and walk the property and he was letting me know, okay, cool, we pretty much good and everything, but I'm going to come back another time, you feel me, when it's daytime and I'm just going to let you know what I think about it in the daytime because now it's nighttime when he went, it was nighttime when he went, so, you know, you could walk around the house, but you don't really get the, a real feeling of how the house will look in the daytime. So he followed up a few days later and this is like three days later before I was supposed to close still. I still have to talk to insurance. I still have to get them to send that information over to the title. And this dude right here is still giving me the final um, say-so on the property. So right now I'm gambling. I'm like, okay, cool. I might just close the property first and he give me the say-so after. Or I might get the say-so first and then, you know, close the property after. So I was very much um, battling uh, mind and soul at that point. And, you know, I went into a great meditation state. And I was just like, man, what would I do in this in this property myself? Would I actually live here? Would I actually take the time to appreciate this process that I'm going through? Is this property even providing the numbers that I'm looking for? So I went through a lot of questions in my head before I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. You get me? And then um, he came back to me and Lord and behold, he was like, listen, Mo, I'm not even going to lie to you. The flooring that you see on top of the house, that's inside the house, that's not even like the, the biggest problem. You have to replace the boards and everything and the joints and the stilts that's going under the house. So he has someone go under the house. And um, it was just a lot. It was just a lot of, everything was just rotten. And um, technically speaking, I already got it done, right? And the, and the first inspector, he went out and they went ahead and um, she went out, I'm sorry. She went ahead and walked the property, sent me an inspection report. Yes, I, I seen the flooring was soft, but she doesn't go under the house. So right now that was a gamble, right? And when I say not every blessing comes in physical form, I mean it like this because yes, that house could have been sold for two twenty, two fifty, right? I bought it for I was buying it for hundred, you know, put twenty, thirty k into it, one thirty, sell it for like two hundred, make a good seventy, ninety k k on it. But at what cost, right? What was I really going to gain at the end of the day if I was going to spend more money on this house at the end? Because fifteen thousand was he quoted me for the floor, right? That's not including materials; that's just labor. 15000 just to take care of the whole top, the whole bottom, and the materials might be another five, six, seven grand. You feel me? Probably more. That's 25000 on floors, right? So now you're up 125 already, and you still didn't take care of the real flooring, you know, the vinyl or the paint and all that. So you're already up 40 bands, 140, 150, 150 you feel me? Selling it for 200 you're not going to make it, you know? So you got to think about, like, is it worth it? Is your ego is the one that's telling you you can still do it? Is pride getting you away from telling people we can't close? You get me? And I always have to take an L on the chin every once in a while because it reminds me that I am human. Because, you know, sometimes I feel like, damn, things are going smooth, man. Uh-oh, I'm ready for something. To... And I don't be trying to think about it, but what I'm saying is I always be prepared. So I always tell people, always have another property in line. You know, always have another opportunity or something that you know that's in the same relative space that you could just jump right to. You get me? So it's just like if you were a real estate developer and one of your projects fell through, but you still own rental property. You know, you still took care of what, what you needed to take care of at the end of the day. It's just like if you were a hairstylist. Are you still going to be working when, are you, if you go to a new city, right? You could always remember if you come back to your old city, you will always have clients. But going into a new city, you got to reestablish your face, your brand, everything, right? But you still have that strong audience. So if you come back for homecoming and say, hey, I'm doing homecoming special prompts, specials, college specials, makeup, anything you're, you know, gifted at, you'll make a bigger bang because now you're, or you're, um, 
you, you're not really there all the time, right? So now your value goes up. But when you go to another city, state, you have to rebuild your value. But what I'm saying is you always have to make sure you know what you're about to do, right? So for this deal in particular, I was like, okay, cool. Worst case scenario, I'll just shift this um, initial deal that, I was, that I'm going to do into another deal. And you just got to do things like that or you just want to use those funds to like build a house or buy some land or buy another house. Anything that you want to do um, in particular with the deal. But what I'm just pretty much trying to say is like not everything's going to go smooth, you know, according to plans. And sometimes your plan not, might not even be the plan that is going to be best for you. Because God forbid, imagine if I signed that paper and everything. Now I'm stuck with a house that I can't even fix because I don't have the mo- I don't have the money for it. I'm paying the mortgage. People can't live in it. Inspectors not paying, like passing it. You know, I'm in a fucked up situation. It's gonna be foreclosed. I'm gonna be bankrupt. You get me? So I always talk about that in every podcast. I always talk about everything that needs to be done. So I lost five thousand dollars in this. You get me? I put down uh, earnest of twenty five hundred. I put another two thousand five um twenty five hundred into into just miscellaneous fees, you know, back and forth, gas, paying people to go see things, inspectors, you know, all this other stuff added up to five grand. But that was before I even had to get get this ninety five thousand. Um, I mean, I mean, technically speaking, eighty two thousand dollars they would have gave me to loan, right? Because I would have been putting out fifteen percent. So I would have had an eighty two thousand dollar loan above my head on a property that I can't even fix, and now I'm stuck with a what a bigger problem. So I'd rather lose that five thousand. I already look at it like a lesson to say, okay, cool. Next time, I'm gonna check up and under the house. I'm always, I'm always learning in real estate, you guys. That's why I always make sure I document the journey on these podcasts, on these episodes, so people don't be like, oh, bro, you was always good. You always had it good. No, bro, I lose money all the time. I told y'all for the first time, my first few deals, I lost buku amount of bread. You get me? And every time I lose money, I gotta go back to the drawing table because it's not like I have a job. You get me? I got to set things up back into structure. It could take me three, four, five, six, eight months, depending on how long it takes me to recoup on that money. And if that's if I have it to invest, you get me? And like I said, it's not easy getting into real estate, staying in real estate and, and, and dominating real estate. So that's why it's always best to always have a plan just in case around real estate to know that you're always going to have something coming in, um, regardless of what's going on in your current situation. So be open to the blessings. Be open to the lessons. You know, be open to anything that's trying to stir you in right in one way and your heart is telling you another way. You feel me? If you if you feel like you want to go to a party but it doesn't feel right, don't go. You get me? If somebody's telling you, hey, listen, I think you should go to this networking event. I think you will love it. Go. You get me? A lot of people have such a pride thing. A lot of people don't really understand, like, opportunities, they don't come around. You get me? So you got to be ready. You got to be on your P's. If the opportunity is land, if the opportunity is at your front doorstep knocking and you're ready to get at it. Why would you even try to like see if it's worth it? You know, you don't know the next time you're going to get an opportunity. You don't know what opportunity is going to take you to the next level. And you don't know what blessing is going to protect you from, you know, any harm. You give me, I try to take everything like a grain of salt because I go with my intuitive nudges. You know, if something feels right, I'm going to go with it. And for this particular property, it didn't feel right. You know, and I was still trying to beat the odds and say, you know what, I can still do it because I'm just that person. And, you know, God blessed me with the opportunity to be protected from this deal because I didn't have no fucking 15 extra grand to throw around, you know, to fix the fucking floor. You know, 15 to buy another house, yeah, but 15 to put into the same house and it blew my budget. No, it's an ego thing, it's a pride thing, and I'm not going to just let everybody eat off me because that's what exactly what happened. You know, the lenders make money, the realtors make money, the inspectors make money, the lawyers make money, the closing agents make money, the title make money. Everybody makes money on you, and then you're the last person to make money, and you're still the person to deal with the mortgage and the loan. So I always tell people, like, 
be out for like be open to other opportunities. You get me? This might just be in a learning lesson, which it was for me, because now I learned something different. And what that was, do my due diligence two times extra when I'm working outside the state and a jurisdiction I never worked with. So pretty much what I'm just letting you guys know is to chase your dreams. You know, keep everybody that you initially working with in your circle, keep them tight, keep them strong. Um, don't lose faith when things go bad, obviously, because shit goes always bad. And I always tell somebody if it's not one thing, it's another. But always be blessed enough to always look at the blessings that you have as the best and biggest blessings ever. Because people be like, man, I want a new car. At least you got a car. Some people don't got a car. You know, at least you're about to have enough money to buy a new car real soon. You say your income tax coming. Just wait a little bit. That blessing's coming. Probably now wasn't the right time to buy a car because you probably wouldn't be able to afford it. You know, that person you probably wanted, God probably just made you be removed from that person. You guys have a fallout. You don't know what tensions that person had, even though you probably didn't see it right there on the spot. You know, that property you was going to buy, yeah, somebody outbidded you, but you probably weren't ready for that. You know, you probably didn't know what was going to happen outside of you buying that property. Something probably popped up. That person could have had 200, 300 grand laying around. They caught, you know, you don't know what happened, you know? So you just got to look at everything like, are you really meant to win every war that, you know, is coming towards you? You know, are you really meant to see every blessing as an opportunity or as a lesson? And, and, and in my eyes, every opportunity could be a blessing or a lesson. You give me, because sometimes the opportunity that you could take could be an opportunity for you to learn, you know? So not every opportunity you're going to look at and strike gold. Because you might take an opportunity to be um, a basketball player, but you might not make the team, but at least you got exposed to other co- other coaches and other players who are playing. Now they recognize game. You give me now you may be called out for a second trial to another team. You just never know how things work out. But the L that you took was the lesson that there are other people who may be better than you, who are better than you, who are going to put more work into you, into the work. And some people may just want it a little bit more. That doesn't mean you fall any any fall victim to them. All I'm saying is it's easier said than done. So I appreciate you guys listening to Roll the Billings podcast. It's been an amazing journey. Like I said, check out the other other episodes. Um, everybody who's been sending me feedback, who's been telling me, hey, listen, man, drop some things about real estate. I am. You guys stay tuned. I just have a lot of things I'm going on real soon. Um, but I want you guys to follow, you know, the Instagram page and follow Bright Raven Group. You know, that is my development com- um, company. And I'm really focused on this building affordable housing and, you know, rebuilding, reconstruction, rehabbing these houses that unfortunately went to shambles and need work. But I'm here being um, a young entrepreneur, black male who see where I came from. I came from the hood. I came from out of Miami. You feel me? Real stuff. Real, real hood. I'm talking about in the gutter now. And I'm seeing how me providing equal opportunity for other people not to move out their hood or be um, gentrified by other companies and stuff like that. Staying in a neighborhood that they once grew up in, it brings me joy. You know, seeing somebody who don't really have to move out the area because toss um, skyscrapers and, and outrageous apartment buildings are being built and prices are going to just skyrocket through the city. I'm that person who's still going to keep the communist touch, who said, listen, man, let's keep these houses in the grandma neighborhood. Like, nah, keep your grandma house and just fix it up. Let's rent it out. Let's put it on Section 8. Let's get some cash flow going. Let's get some money in your pocket. I'm not the person to be like, oh, let me buy, let me buy that house from you because you don't, if you don't buy the house, then I'm going to have somebody else buy it even for cheaper, you know, for bigger price. You're not going to be able to, you know, um, refuse that offer. Now I'm making more bank. So it was like, I'm a person who just, who are for the people. You get me? That's why I try to teach other young men and women about the importance of this, knowing real estate, about the importance of not, you know, blowing your bag on super um, stitious things and bullshit and materialistic things, um, superficial, I'm sorry, and just things that don't matter, you know, things that don't, um, that don't increase no value for the for the long run for the future. 
always stick to things that create value and always things stick to things that hold value. So I appreciate you guys for listening to Road to Billings podcast. It's been an amazing journey. I always tell you guys from the bottom of my heart, I love you guys for listening to the podcast. Continue to send me feedback, emails, DMs, and keep me posted, guys.